0: (laughs) thanks for joining us here on pretty spiritual where we're attempting the unthinkable about how to navigate this messy beautiful imperfect life with spiritual tools what principles and our own personal stories so we're not experts we're not religious
1: we're definitely silly we're honest real and willing to share so join us as we connect bond and grow together Hey friends, welcome back. Today we're going to talk about intuition. Before we start, I want to introduce us. I'm Ella. I'm so excited. I'm Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. I'm Annie. Yay, we're all together. What I think intuition means to most of us is this knowledge that doesn't reside in our brains. It's like this, some kind of deep knowing or a message that we get, but it's not conscious intellectual thought. It's this other kind of embodiment. And before we start getting into our own stuff and share the tools that help us to look at and listen to and contact our intuition, I just want to say that if you are listening and you feel like that the word intuition like doesn't apply to you or like you don't know what that is, stay and hang out with us because... I used to feel that way too. I I didn't have any kind of like internal guidance system or like intuitive compass or anything like that. And what I found for myself is that there was a lot of really loud stuff covering over this really, really quiet voice. And when I stayed and I kind of let the noise of the other stuff die down, I got to really contact this heart whisper of intuition. And it's it's this really subtle voice or feeling. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, and that doesn't make sense, maybe what we share today will help you start a relationship or conversation with your intuition. That would be so great if that could happen. What we're going to talk about today is how we can cultivate the relationship with ourselves, with our intuition that allows us to deeply trust ourselves and our lives and the process of waking up spiritually. Ms. Annie, can you let us
2: know what intuition is meaning for you? Yes. Thank you for this topic that is so slippery and elusive. Seriously. (laughs) I looked up the definition of intuition on Merriam-Webster and It's the power or faculty of attaining direct knowledge or cognition without evident, rational thought and inference. So basically, we know something without thinking about it. Like it just comes to us, something becomes clear, we have a feeling. Historically, I did a lot of ignoring my intuition because as someone who abused alcohol, I worked very, very hard to ignore what my mind and heart were shouting to me. They were like, "Hey, we're drowning," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "You shut up." <laughs> I really had to work hard to ignore like what my body and my heart were saying about how I was behaving, um, the company that I was keeping, and what my body was telling me. You know, like I'm I'm sick all the time. And you, you gotta really work to ignore it. So a big <laughs> part of this spiritual path for me has been slowing down and giving credence to what my body is telling me. And by body, I mean this kind of, for lack of a better term, spiritual ecosystem of like my feelings, my stomach, my senses, my heart, my felt experience. One of the happiest examples of intuition for me is meeting and falling in love with my wife. We've been together for six years now, and before we met, I was just like dating like a wildfire eats through a forest. You know, <laughs> it was just like, oh, I was on fire for romance. When we met, it was just clear and simple. And I had never experienced anything like that where it, I didn't use her texts as like fodder for group entertainment where we would, you know, analyze and criticize or <laughs> hypothesize about what it meant. I didn't ask people what they thought about the relationship. I honestly just felt like clearly directed from my higher power. Like it was clear and simple and it wasn't confusing. Mm. And my body and heart just knew what to do. And then she met me each step of the way because she was kind of being guided by her intuition. What I'm working on now with intuition is attending to caring for my emotional or physical energy or needs when that comes into conflict with someone else's wants or needs. Oh so, my
1: god, the life work. Yeah, or...
2: see also codependency.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, that thing. Yeah. How does Miriam
2: Webster do? It? <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: no, really look it
2: up. Seriously. <laughs> like I will I've learned to kind of feel it in my body and to know or have this guidance and then how to trust that that is actually the thing to do instead of What my brain is saying is how to solve a problem. So that's what I'm working on right now with intuition is trusting that my body is more right than my sometimes faulty brain wiring when it comes to how to move through the world. So great! Thank you
1: for sharing all that, Annie it was so relatable and helpful. And thank goodness somebody prepared for this episode with definitions. <laughs> that wasn't me.
0: Oh, I had to look it up. Oh yeah, Pony. It take turns it away. out Merriam-Webster is better though. I will share about intuition. And for me, I always thought intuition was for mystics, psychics, and witches. Which praise be. Please let me be one. But I just honestly felt that I am not. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was this, you know, inner resource that those types could tap into. And as someone who has tamped down any kind of voices that may have been trying to guide me or help me for a long time, it's been a real journey to make contact or cultivate this relationship with beginning to listen to some kind of intuition inside of me. Annie, I loved that you talked about the emotional ecosystem. Hmm. Differentiating between the logical mind intuition, the heart intuition, and then the gut intuition. And what's when you go with your gut is because the gut's known as the second brain. It's lined with a network of neurons and it's off and that's why it's referred to as the second brain. And it contains a hundred million neurons, which is more than the spinal cord and peripheral nervous system. Wow. But it is less than the brain. But all of that is going on in the gut. I would love to go on about like diet and all of this other stuff. It's just so interesting that we have all of these, just like the emotional ecosystem when we're dealing with I oftentimes just went with the mind, the intellectual, the overthinker, the overanalyzer, and I believed that it was rational. And I felt more like the heart and the gut were too wibbly wobbly to believe that any of that could be rational. And mm-hmm. what I'm finding out now is that my mind is kind of irrational. It's a little wibbly. I have mm-hmm. to say. A bit wobbly. You know? So that, <laughs> that's been really interesting. And An experience that I can bring up about this is for my intuition that I was, okay, so I do karate for many reasons that I've talked about before, and all of the reasons that I'm doing them is not what I'm getting from there at all. (laughs) And I continue to keep going. And I you have to learn all these techniques through the belts, it's all this memorization and knowing how the attacker is coming, all these things, so many things. And because I have done them through repetition and over and over again, and I go weekly, I know these techniques. I know them. But I show up to karate and I show up to group class and my, quote unquote, intuition tells me right away, as soon as they call out the technique, it says, you don't know it. And then I just stand there. Mm. Mm. And so over time, I was like, my teacher would say, you know these, you have muscle memory, first of all. So it's just in there. Something's going on. And so then that's when I started to really watch and see that there was this my, I'm assuming, my mind, my logical thinking that is telling me. And so for so long, I overwrote, overrode, ignored, tamped down the messages and inner dialogue that was attempting to take, take care and guide me, which I believe was like my heart and my, I would say my gut, you know, I just didn't want to get too into this because I don't know how, but I'm doing some really deep, like inner child work that is it really, I feel like really, really tied to this. I just don't feel like I have enough time to talk about that. Anyways, send me a message if you want to talk about that kind of stuff. I can guide you uh, towards that type of work because it it makes sense. There's a lot of causes and conditions for how I started to override this intuition and why. And so it's a little tender. <laughs> so yeah, um because but what I'm wanting to talk about, it's interesting to see in all these ways that I'm for me an in intuition, I I've kind of had this misguided, misled, mistrust of self is what I'm really seeing. Um, that's telling me you can't do this. This isn't the way to go. And so this topic's been really exciting for me because I started to do this thing where I'm like, oh, what if I drop down into my heart and listen there? What if I drop down into my courageous gut, my belly and listen there? And they're very, they're really different messages that come from that. It's taken a lot for me to find out what's getting in the way of me being able to listen, acknowledge, trust, and believe my own intuition as I was talking about. And it's been really helpful for me to really listen, hear, and question the first one that's telling me, like, you you can't do this. You know, like, wow, thank goodness for karate. (laughs) I have to end there because I'm like, I'm all over the place. That's so great. Thank you, Pony. For me,
1: there's a lot of, about intuition that has to do with remembering that my body has an intelligence that's unique. Our bodies know how to be born. They know how to die. They know how to let go. They like. There's all of this intelligence that we have, like from the beginning of humankind, that we can tap into, but how do we do that you know and i also really related to what you guys were both sharing about when like the way that i used to live was to basically like stamp down intuition whenever it started bubbling up and it was i mean it, it's generous to call what it's generous to call that intuition because what it really was was feelings and like a human life and i was like get back there's no room for you here <laughs> and i would drink and I did a lot of drugs to try to get away from that discomfort of like being a whole person. And when I was trying to get away, I did stuff that didn't line up with the kind of person I want to be. And that meant that I had to work even harder to like get the intuition voice to shut up. Stop (laughs) trying to tell me stuff. That got me here eventually. So thank you. (laughs) But I I found that when I'm really, really disconnected from my intuition and I'm acting out of alignment with what matters to me and what my real values are, the experience I have is like this kind of like dread, anxiety, like skimming above the surface of, of life and kind of trying to multitask, but never really like dropping down into the moments, into the individual moments and like feeling connection, feeling aliveness, feeling authenticity. So what I... I'm curious about myself is like, where does intuition live inside of me and how can I contact it? And my experience has usually been that like, you know, for us, when we say stuff like, I'm trying to figure out, that's like- <laughs> it's the watchword. That's, I'm like, mm, something's happening here. What is <laughs> what is this little thing about? when Whenever <laughs> I'm trying to figure something out or like, whenever I'm trying to make a decision, <laughs> that's when I'm in trouble. So what I do now, instead of that, is I, if there's something I am uncertain of in my life or a choice to be made, I hold it open. My part is to hold that question or that choice or that decision or whatever it is situation open and listen and watch for what my, what, what my being says about it. And usually what happens when I am trying to figure something out, but I'm doing the holding stuff open. I have a thought, which is then followed by a physical sensation or emotional experience in my body. And I'm like, oh, it relieved me to think about saying no to that request. I guess that's my answer. You know, and so I just kind of hold it open until my body and my mind have a chance to line up and talk to each other in this in this way that feels true and reliable and guiding so for me intuition really has to do again with like this integrity this body mind, heart, gut being in the same place. For me it seems to be when like unconscious and conscious parts of myself connect. If I listen to the messages there or I watch the dialogue, usually there's really valuable information for me inside of that and I can let that information guide guide me. So I think we are ready to get into the spiritual tool party and in this part of the episode we're each gonna talk about places where we're putting spiritual tools to work, to help us, to guide us, to put us in touch with our intuition. And we'll probably also talk about places where intuition feels dangerous and we can't trust ourselves and what it's like to apply spiritual tools to the parts of us that are like railing against
2: intuition. So here we go. Annie, take it away. Hello. Meditation has been a real tool for me for hearing my intuition. And I think all of us, or for me in my life, even when I was really clouded with substances, I always had a strong sense of which way my soul wanted to go. As having some room for meditation or having a meditation practice has just made more space around being willing to hear that voice. It teaches me it's not dangerous to listen to what my body is telling me, because I think there's just some part somewhere along the way, I don't know what it was, where I just was like, it's really a bad idea to hear what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Meditation gives me the safety, even if it's really uncomfortable, to just sit and hear and be with what's what going on. And so then, as those intuitions arise, I can actually make a little room for them instead of being like, swat it down, <laughs> <laughs> bat it out of the way, whatever it is. I sit each morning in meditation. Sometimes I lay each morning in meditation. So that is my main tool. And then as I foster the space, I can, another tool is I can ask for guidance from my intuition. Kind of like Ella was saying, like I can actually just ask if I'm feeling something come up, I can say, um, I can ask myself or God or higher power for an intuitive thought. And maybe that's really clunky and maybe it's not clear, but part of it is just the process of practicing and learning to trust that my intuition is something to be trusted and that's oftentimes it will be clear and simple to me and sometimes it's totally clunky and weird and I can trust that's part of the process and it's okay to not know and like Ella was saying I don't have to figure it out what if I can just ask and make the room and then whatever action comes I can just trust that even if it feels weird that's okay too. So in an example of how this tool looks and how it can be clunky is I was invited to go on an outing with some in-laws and I knew that I didn't have the energy to. And my first response intuitively was no. Like my body said, no, I just wasn't up to it. But then my brain kicked in and was like, oh, you definitely need to go. You're bad if you don't go. You're really self-centered. And so I prayed about it. And I asked, I paused, and I told my wife, "Hey, can I pray about this? Because I'm uncertain what to do." And she kindly said yes. And it still wasn't clear to me. And so, like for me, that's the part of it's okay for it to be clunky sometimes because I'm still practicing when it is a little bit more enmeshed like that. And so, eventually, I just said, "I really think I'm supposed to be saying no," and I feel full of guilt. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm being bad. And I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. Please co-sign. And she was just like, it's okay. Relax. Um, so that's the tool, I guess, is that sometimes I get to just practice and be really uncomfortable listening to my intuition mm. and trusting that the more that I build that tool, the better I will get at using it and the more I can believe it.
1: So awesome. Thank you, Annie. Pony, what do you got in the way of tools for us?
0: As I was mentioning before in my sharings, learning to understand and cultivate and be able to listen to my intuition is where my practice is really lying in this moment. Rewiring my quick reflex of listening to my irrational mind logic, which I think is the only truth in the moment, has taken me years and I, it's still an active work in progress, being able to listen, recognize, notice my mind logic that I'm even confusing for intuition. And thank you both so much for sharing about, I think it's really beautiful how you both are can feel in the heart space where the body moves you to feeling, to your answers. One of the Greatest tools on the planet for me is listening, listening to myself and being ever so curious about where this chatter is coming from. So that's a really easy all day kind of tool, like listening, for instance, like when I was in karate and then really hearing the loud, like booming, what I maybe thought was intuition from starting to listen and then kind of question that helped me to learn that i have just been misguided and misled about what actually is my intuition I'm going to share an exercise that will help you access your intuitions. And it's really questioning, is it your head, your heart, or your gut? And you'll clear your mind, and you'll use this little meditation exercise to explore areas of your intuition. You will choose a decision that you need to make now or in the future. Then you'll take a deep belly breath, and then you'll listen to your head. So you'll ask the question and you'll ask it beyond just a simple yes or no and really sit with it and list out what you may do and all the pros and cons. Really use that beautiful mind thinker of yours that can really get into action and just generate all of the thoughts and facts, what all your options are that you have to make around this decision. Now let that go and take another deep belly breath. think about the decision and and drop into your heart space now when needing to drop into the heart space I like to think of an animal or someone like a child something that brings you the feeling tone of unconditional love or gratitude that really helps me drop into what that heart space can feel like and now consider the decision you need to make staying in the heart space with the awareness around your heart around this loving grateful feeling And what points come to the forefront now when thinking about it through this heart space? How do these points differ from when you're only using your head? And just notice the points and the differences. Notice the points that relate more to desires than facts when you're in the heart space. Think about which option you will regret more if you don't decide on it. And then take another deep belly breath and relax deep into your gut. Recall a time you felt gutsy despite your fears, so you can really drop down into the courageous part. Maybe even say the word courage and let it out and relax deep in your belly and ponder the decision or the question, something you're wondering about that you want to know more intimately. What points come to the forefront? Consider the worst that could happen. How likely is that to happen? How painful will a failure be? What will you lose if you don't try? Consider what the differences were when dealing with the mind, heart, and gut. How do these points differ? And coming out of this now, perhaps a valid point came up that you didn't realize before. How does thinking through your gut impact your decision? And now at the end, you can just balance all of these points. You can practice this exercise of checking in with all the minds of the body to help integrate this emotional ecosystem and these intuitions when considering what you truly want. Maybe. Maybe that was helpful. That was hel- awesome. Helped me a lot. So helped cool. Me too. Oh, goody. I love how we just get to all participate
1: in whatever the suggestion or tool is right here. Yeah. So cool.
2: I have one quick additional tool for when it comes to the meditation tool for building intuition or hearing intuition. If my brain is really busy of the trying to figure it out uh, specifically around a topic, if I journal before I meditate, it's this Mm -hmm. brain dump. And I just kind of take all the junk that's swirling out of my brain and just lay it onto a piece of paper and I write it instead of typing Mm -hmm. it that has helped me have a little bit more room too.
0: Yeah, that could definitely be a writing exercise. I Love it. Writing is so
1: helpful. Ella,
0: do you have a fantastical
1: tool? Who knows what is going to come out of my mouth right <laughs> Any now. Any tool will I do. think I might just just say some stuff. So I was talking about like this praying for guidance and holding the question open and, you know, what is what, what is what do the integrated parts of myself have to say about it when they're talking to each other? That sounds really nice. But Mm -hmm. that's not always how it goes down. Sometimes what happens is I get stuck thinking that I'm supposed to be guided to an answer. I just did air quotes. I guess it's not a really effective way to express a point on a podcast, but um, that I'm supposed to get this like definitive yes or no, path A or path B kind of answer from my intuition. And then when I don't get that, oh my God, I'm doing it wrong. My intuition doesn't work. It sends me down this rabbit hole. What can I do if an answer doesn't come? And how can I trust no matter which path I choose, if I am willing to Be guided and grow spiritually, and let whatever comes be the subject of spiritual growth or the material that I use for it. Then it doesn't really matter what I choose, as long as I'm willing to move forward with presence and learn from whatever happens next. Especially when I'm really in my head thinking that I need to make a decision, that really helps me relax. Just, oh, what if it's not so serious? You know, what if it's just the next turn in the path and wherever that leads me, I will get to learn what it has to show me. And when I when I let that be my way of dealing, then I feel just all the things that happen when it's just a conversation in my head, like the stakes get really high, even if it's Am I gonna bring my smoothie to work in my big container or my little container? It's like (laughs) this is life or death, you guys. So drop into your heart. Yeah. Maybe not. (laughs) Into the gut. Oh
0: yeah, I guess that would be the one to go from.
1: (laughs) And I I love this like gut feeling. Like all of these cliches or phrases exist for a reason, right? And what gets in the way of us trusting ourselves? And for me habitually my gut has felt like a like a place I was not you don't ever go there you know like you can kind of sense it vaguely but don't it's not safe shove it down and that was especially f- true for me as someone who has suffered from an eating disorder you never relax your belly right you never like let it stick out like unsafe ever. alarm goes off for me trusting my gut it was like that's not safe It's not trustworthy. Right away, I had real resistance to it. And how it felt was when I tried to bring my uh, focus to how my gut felt, I felt a lot of strong sensation. And pretty quickly, that sensation turned into a kind of panic. And so for me, it was a really slow exercise to feel safe relaxing into my gut. And there are still times where it feels really, really uncomfortable to do that. So the things that have gotten in the way of me trusting myself are feeling like I can't trust my own body, feeling like I'm at war with my body. And he was talking about the people pleasing, not wanting to upset situations or rock the boat has also gotten in the way. But the place I am having a really hard time practicing listening to my intuition is... Uh, in places where I get hijacked. The place where I've been getting hijacked, and this is a little bit embarrassing to say, but it feels like a relief to say it out loud, so here it goes, is around our website. And I don't have (laughs) any skills as a website developer. You have many skills. I don't have any... You don't have all this. I don't have any training as a website developer, is what I should say. And I apparently think that I should... Um, But I don't. And so I, whenever there's a, you know, quote unquote problem with our website, like the page speed is tanking and I can't figure out why, or the bottom bar that I want to extend all the way across the screen, stop doing it. And it's like right away, it's an emergency, you know, Mm -hmm. like this is urgent. I have to deal with it right now. And I have that, like, Very small moment right before I dive in where I'm like, this is none of my business. Like the other day, I had, I don't know, like eight minutes to finish physical therapy before going to work. And I was like, but what if I just work on the website for like a second? (laughs) And I was like, don't, that's a trap. Don't do that, you know? And I had that moment, but then I was hijacked and I was in it. If intuition doesn't feel like a thing you've ever experienced or you don't feel safe being in your body or whatever your experience is where this is more complicated than whatever a nice spiritual tool might be. (laughs) Because this is real life. How do we practice listening to ourselves in a situation where we feel totally hijacked? We're not in our bodies at all, so listening to our bodies is impossible. I don't have the answers for that, but I'm bringing it up here because I know it's something that I'm going to struggle with going forward. And my intention, is to experiment. And how I'm going to experiment is like this. First, before I get hijacked, I'm going to see what it's like to listen to that, like, no, stop, don't reaction that's happening before I start acting. Maybe I can rely on all my experiences with not listening to that and try listening to it and see what happens. So that's the first, my first experiment. And then the other thing I'm going to experiment with is what does a hijack feel like? What does it feel like when I'm pulled deep into something that doesn't feel good to be doing, but my brain tells me there's no other option but to be doing it? I'm going to get familiar, as familiar as I can with urgency, overwhelm, not enough time, not enough skill, skip to the answers, that kind of feeling, Whole system frenzy. I'm gonna experiment with reaching out and slowing down. And as soon as I can see like, oh, this is the signpost that I'm hijacked right now to see how I can let my spiritual center guide me home from that place of being hijacked. I'm gonna end with this, which has been so helpful to me. Intuition isn't under the control of our rational brains. And therefore we're not sure if we can trust it. It might feel like it's unsafe. It might feel like if we listen to it, we'll be out of control. And there is this reading that I loved from the language of letting go. and, And it says, I've learned that the more vulnerable I allow myself to be, the more in control of myself I really am. So the fear that I'm going to be out of control if I listen to my intuition or tell on myself or burst this bubble of just being in my brain with it, then I won't be safe. But my experience actually doesn't agree with that. My experience shows me that the more I tell the truth and the more I listen to what's happening inside of me and the more I pay attention to what my brain says and then what my heart says and what my gut says, the more trustworthy I am, the more I get to act in a way that really lines up with my intentions and my values.
0: Turns out it is for mystics, psychics, and witches. Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all the time that we have for this week. But I just had an intuitive thought. What's that, Annie? (laughs) For our episode next week, I think we should talk about boundaries, healthy boundaries. Wow. That's great. I just want everyone to know I got a death stare from Lindsay Pony. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Boundaries, I love it. I think it's such a great topic.
2: It, they're really easy. So we just thought, you know, one and done, we'll solve it. <laughs> It'll be like a five
0: minute episode. So. <laughs> You'll forgive us for all these longies. So, of course, you can always find us at www.prettyspiritualpodcast.com. You can also find us on all over the internet at Pretty Spiritual Podcast. On all the platforms, we sure would love for you to rate and subscribe if that feels good
2: to you. And we want to know, tell us what your experience with intuition is like. Oh my God, please explain it to us. Yeah, we
1: are confused.
2: Do tell us what it's even about.
0: Would love it.
1: See you next time.
0: Bye.